Still searching for their first victory of the Gallagher Premiership season, both welcome Saracens to the recreation ground. The opening half did not go to plan for the home side as Saris ran riot. The visitors found themselves 31 points to the good by the half-hour mark with Maru Itoje starting the tri-fest as winger Max Marlins helped himself to a brace. The wreck faithful watched on as Saracens continued to run in the tries as hooker Jamie George bagged two five-pointers to his name, but Bath kept scoreless in the first half. The home side managed to break their duck at the start of the second half with Tom de Glanville breaching the Saris defensive line. Marlins, on the other hand, managed to seal his hat-trick in the 57th minute as Bath had no answer to the attacking prowess of Saracens who ran in a total of 10 tries in what was a record defeat for Bath, 71-17, the final score. A near 700-kilometer multi-stage route climbing almost 16,000 meters over the demanding distance welcomed riders for the APSA Cape Epic as the prologue ushered in the 2021 edition. Taking on the 20-kilometer start, riders needed to deal with an immediate climb while the quarry lie in wait, followed by the ascent to Dead Man's Tree, the highest point of the prologue. A white-knuckled descent to Plum Pudding, the technical terrain, would bring an end to the day's proceedings. A strong riding field included the likes of Robin de Groot, a multiple-stage winner of the Epic, who also finished an impressive fourth overall at the XCM Marathon World Championship in Turkey in 2020, while adding the Swiss Epic title to her resume earlier this year. Partnering with Epic veteran and five-times winner Ariane Lutti, they are sure to be a pairing to keep track of. The early pace on the prologue was set by 91 Songo specialized team of Laura Stiger and Sina Frey, as they made good work of the narrow track up the climbs. The duo finished the prologue in an impressive 54 minutes 8 seconds. The Luti-De Groot pairing came in just over a minute and a half behind, while the SA duo of Candice Lill and Mariska Strauss, who got off to a good start initially, also ended within a minute and a half off the pace. 2021 UCI Mountain Bike Marathon World Champion Andreas Seewald of Germany partnered with Martin Stocek, forming a formidable duo for the grinding race and returned a good showing as they crossed the line after the prologue. However, Jordan Saro, partnering with Matthew Beers of South Africa, a multiple winner on the MTB circuit, returned a superb showing to lay down the marker ahead of the daunting stages that lie in wait, as they ended the day top of the men's elite standings in 43 minutes 24 seconds. We've got all the highlights from the Absa Cape Epic. Be sure not to miss out. Catch it right here on your World of Champions. Cyclocross stopped in Iowa for round three of the World Cup that saw the elite men battling it out over ten laps of a tough circuit at the Johnson County Fairgrounds. The opening stages of the race were tight at the front, with the lead changing hands several times as riders fought to put some distance between themselves and the chasing pack. Lap three saw last week's winner, Quentin Hammonds, put on a turn of pace as him and three other riders began to pull away. By the time the riders reached the ninth lap, the pair of Eli Isabates and Lars van der Haar were the only two still battling it out at the front, with the Belgian Isabates eventually taking the win from the Dutchman van der Haar. Eli is a winner for the second time at Jingle Cross. 
Round three of the Women's UCI Cyclocross World Cup saw riders battling it out at the Johnson County Fairground in Iowa. After a fourth-placed finish last time out, Team Yambo Visma's Marianne Foss signaled her intentions when she took an early lead in the race right from the first lap. Chased by fellow Dutch rider Denise Betsema, the pair traded the lead through the middle laps with Hungarian Kata Blanka Vass alongside them. Foss found an extra gear on the final lap though and managed to pull out a 10-second gap on Betsema right at the death to take a narrow win ahead of the fourth round in Belgium. Three-time world champion on the road, Olympic champion on the road, seven-time cyclocross world champion, first-time winner in Iowa City on the World Cup. In the first match a day before, Belgium showed Germany exactly why they were near on being the best men's hockey team in the world when they gave their neighbours a 6-1 drubbing in an FIH Pro League fixture. It was the same thing but a different day as the teams showed down for match two once more in Brussels for another goal fest. Germany stunned their hosts early on though, showing that they meant business, looking for redemption after the previous day's thumping as they open the scores less than five minutes in. But the Olympic champions kicked into gear and responded emphatically. Sebastian Dokia cancelled out Nicholas Velen's opener a quarter of an hour in. Tungai Kosines, less than three minutes later, doubled the Red Lions tally, overturning the deficit in the process. Only another minute passed before Belgium had a two-goal cushion through goal number two for Dokia. Lukas Windfeder pulled back a score to 3-2 for the Germans from a penalty corner. But each time De Honama scored, Belgium restored the margin to a couple of goals. Thibaut Stockbrooks the next on the score sheet. Malta Helwig scored a third for the visitors, but as before, Belgium reasserted their dominance. Nicolas de Kerpel rounded off the scores to make sure of a 5-3 victory. Two wins out of two to start the new campaign of the FIH Pro League. If there was one team that had a stronghold on the Telkom Netball League, it was the Gauteng Jaguars. In their eighth consecutive final, they went in search of a fifth straight Division I title. They were facing a team for a third time out of four finals, the Western Cape Southern Stings. While the Jaguars were at the top of the food chain, the Stings knew how to defeat the Gauteng side, the only team to do so over the past three years, once in 2019 and earlier this season. Those were round-robin matches though. The 2021 final at Sun City Super Bowl did not see another of those results. The big match temperament of Jenny van Dijk's team was once again second to none. The Jaguars already six goals up a quarter of the way into the match. And by half-time, the four-time defending champs had a 10-goal advantage. The Stings did not back down. In the third quarter, they ran the Jaguars closer than in any of the previous quarters. However, the defending champions still extended their lead, albeit by one goal. An 11-goal gap that was increased to 12 by the end of the match 
53-41 at full time to make sure that for a record-extending fifth time in a row, the Gauteng Jaguars were crowned Telkom Netball League champions. Promotion to the first division was up for grabs in the Telkom Netball League when the Northwest Flames took on the Eastern Cape Allos. It was a tight relegation encounter right from the first whistle, with the Flames holding a narrow lead at the end of the first quarter. The second quarter saw a better period of play from the Flames, with some superb accuracy from Liebenberg, allowing them to stretch their lead to 25-18 at the half-time break. As the match drew on, the Allos simply couldn't handle the attacking positioning of the Flames, with the women from the Northwest extending their lead to 11 points by the end of the third quarter. With the Allos looking to get back into the match in the final 15 minutes, captain Jodie Forster sank some accurate goals to keep her side in the competition, but it was at the defensive end where their struggles continued, with it ending 49-40 and with the Flames playing next season in Division 1 again. Both the Eastern Cape Windbreakers and Limpopo Pride won their Saturday BNL fixtures, but only one would be able to complete the perfect weekend. The two collided on Sunday, chasing another important win. It was a closely fought opening quarter. The Windbreakers made a flying start, assured and confident on the ball. They led by two by the end of the quarter. Pride turned things around in the second, deadly from inside and outside. They overturned the deficit and began to dominate the game. Pride's MVP from their previous match, Captain Mashadze Mosecha, was for a second time over the weekend the standout player from her game. Pride make it two wins on the spin for the weekend, beating the Windbreakers by 13 points. Following their defeat to the Mbumalanga Rhinos, Limpopo Pride were back on the court on Sunday, seeking better fortunes against the Eastern Cape Windbreakers, who were playing their first game of the season. It didn't take too long for the game to get away from the Windbreakers. The Pride were a taller, stronger and more skillful side. Damien Kasongo was unplayable at times, difficult to contain. He did most of his damage from inside while others took aim from range. With a 19-point lead at the break, it would take a major collapse for the game to slip away from them. It was more of the same from both sides in the third and fourth quarters. Pride in control, the Windbreakers constantly chasing. Pride went on to make amends for their defeat the previous day, while the Windbreakers opened their campaign with a loss.